0: Amen, man. I will tell you what, last night was awesome, and, and I'm looking I'm looking forward to this morning, and and uh, uh and, and what I'm really looking forward to is you having the ability maybe to see things that you've never seen before. Uh, you you know uh that that something would be uh revealed, right? Uh, how many know God's in, God's into revealing things? I said God's into revealing things, which means that you couldn't see it, but now you can. And when you can see something you couldn't see before, then you could go someplace you couldn't go before, which means that you could touch something you couldn't reach before, which means that you could accomplish something you couldn't even start before. So, so so God starts equipping us and 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 giving us what we need so that we can win, succeed in every situation in life. And and I'm 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 excited because I really, honestly believe with everything in me that God is that that He's man He's going to reveal today. In your life, and in areas, in areas that you might not, you might not be ready for it, but get ready because God's about ready to show you something amazing. Okay, He's gonna do, He's gonna do a work in your life. Tell somebody, just look right, look them right in the eyeball, say, "I'm ready." And and, and be, you know, uh, getting excited about this, but I got I gotta I gotta stay right on point because you know just just getting back into town, we got back in. Didn't even make it to the house last night before church? And just rolled into town and been in several meetings and and lots of preachers and lots of teaching and 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 uh, speaking and and uh, and if I don't stay on track, I might wander off on all kinds of stuff. So I'm gonna try to stay right in this. But but it was in, it was interesting to me because I, I was getting ready and talking to God about this weekend, and, and uh, it was before we left town. And I, I even shared with some guys that God was showing me some stuff. But but he wanted me to he wanted me to start with how faith works, and 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 I'm thinking that's kind of an interesting place to start because in my opinion everybody knows how faith works, but uh, but come kind of find out a lot of people don't. Right? See, we walk by faith, not by sight, and, and 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 you know. Hey, the just shall live by It's funny because we know all kinds of stuff, but a lot of people aren't exactly sure how to activate that faith. See, in order for faith to do its job, it, it's got to be released. And, and, and the Bible uh, faith is made up of basically two components, and it's, and, and it's this. It's believing in your heart and confessing with your mouth. So it's believing and speaking. And, and uh, Romans 12.3, you know, Romans 12.3 says that if you look down there, God has dealt to each one of us a measure of faith. Uh, uh, we, you know, hey, we have, faith. We, each one of us has a measure of faith. Look, look at somebody, tell them, you got it. got it. Okay, you got faith, man, you got faith. And the next verse that I want you to see is Romans 10.17, and it says, faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. Not only do you have faith, but even right now, you're receiving more faith right? We are people of faith. Somebody say amen. Amen. But being a person of faith, if you don't activate your faith, faith can't do its job. Second Corinthians 4, 13 says, since we have the same spirit of faith according as what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke. We also, everybody say we also. also. Oh, say it with gusto. Say we also. also. Okay. That's us, man. This is us. We also believe and therefore speak. So you got to believe it. But you also got to speak it, right? You got you to speak it. And we, we get saved by uh, believing and speaking. And we're taught to continue, we're taught we're, we're ta- to, to continue this, Romans 10, 9 and 10, it says if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God's raised him from the dead, that's how you get saved, you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, and look at verse 10, it says for with the heart you believe to righteousness but with the mouth confession is made to salvation, so if you just believe it in your heart, it ain't enough, you gotta confess it with your mouth, right, and, and, and what's awesome about that, if you can understand it and remember it, is that that's not just the way to salvation. That's the way God works. Okay? That's a lifestyle in the kingdom. You believe in your heart. You confess with your mouth. Colossians 2.6 says, As you therefore have received Christ. Well, how did you receive Christ? You believed in your heart. Confess with your mouth. Then that's how you're going to walk. See, this is the way this thing's going to work. And continue, just continue to walk in him that way. Believe in your heart. Confess with your mouth. so you can believe all, all the right stuff, but it's still not enough. And I think there's probably people in the room that have wondered, what in the world's going on? Man, I believe all the right stuff. Why isn't it working? Mark eleven twenty three. 23. For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that the things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. It's not just believing, but he's also got to say some stuff. Hello? we got to believe it in our heart, and we got to confess it with our mouth. You know, most believers could pass a simple doctrine test. Matter of fact, we'll just do it. Uh, I'll just ask uh, questions, make statements, and and they're true or false. And and you guys together, just, just shout out the answer. It's either true or it's false. Okay, you ready? Say ready. Okay, help me. Salvation is for everybody. That's true. Okay. Healing is for today. The Holy Spirit is for right now. Yes. God wants you to prosper. Yes. Victory belongs to you. Yes. You're the head and not the tail. Yes. God's on your side. Yes. See, we believe all the right stuff. But yet there's a lot of people that just believe in that, but they're not really living it. They're not, they don't experience it. And the question isn't, what are you believing? The question is, what are you speaking so you've got to believe it in your heart, and you've got to confess it with your mouth. You can't live in victory and talk defeat. You can't live in power and talk weakness. You can't live in healing and talk sickness and disease. And unbelief is so subtle, it slips out your mouth and a lot of times unnoticed. Well, that's just the way I am. Well, that's called defeated. And you don't have to be. I said, you don't have to be. You can believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. And, and see, you don't need to be reminded probably God loves you. You don't need to be reminded that God has a plan for your life to give you hope and a future. You probably don't need to be reminded that God never fails. I said, God never fails. But it's really easy to talk as if we don't actually believe that. Well, I'm just so weak. I'm such a mess, I don't know how we'll ever make it. Well, you've got to remember that you'll have whatever you say. You will have what you say. Oh, by the way, it's not you shall have whatsoever you say at church. You see, one day of talking faith don't make up for six days of talking doubt and unbelief. I mean, what if we recorded everything that comes out of your mouth for seven days? And then we, we, you know, we transcribed it. And then we laid it next to what the Bible says. And what percentage of what you say would actually agree with what the Bible says? See, your life is producing what you say, not what he said. Jesus even said it, you'll have what you say. He didn't say you'll have what I said. And by the way, speaking without believing, that don't work neither you got to believe it in your heart and confess it with your mouth this is how faith works and a lot of times you start explaining how faith is activated and you activate faith you got to believe it in your heart and then you begin to confess it with your mouth and a lot of people you know they, they get all messed up and 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 they 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 put something in their heart and and uh, which is that's why you got to get in the word 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 and you got to get it down in your heart Right, it's got to become such a deep part of you because it, it, let let me tell you how it works for me, and maybe maybe you're better than I am, but I'm going to tell you something. I don't need to say everything that's in my head because there is some crazy stuff that goes shooting through my head in church, okay. You know, uh, we were with Pastor Bill uh, the last couple of days, and and he was talking about, I bet most of you guys haven't even sinned since you came in church. He's making a point. You know, you're at church, you ain't sinning. Maybe you ought to spend more time at church. And I'm thinking, I have. I didn't want to say that because I didn't want to blow his point. But, uh, but, you know, I'm looking around at people, and I'm making judgments. And, dude, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm horrible. And then I got to remember, oh, wait a minute, what's in my heart? Oh, I put God's word in my heart. I put God's word in my heart. What's down in there? And I got to pull up what's in my heart and begin to confess with my mouth what I'm believing in my heart, not what's running through my head. Come on, you got to get that word down in you. Hello, somebody. Yeah. I, said, I said you got to get that word down in you. Yeah. And, and because a lot of times, you know, people are thinking, well, you know, this is how faith works. What I need, here's what I need. I need more faith. Yeah. Man, I, I need more faith. How many, oh, well, don't, I, I, that'd be like a trick, because I'd, I'd ask that, and oh, God, give us faith, and we have prayer lines for faith, and people come to receive it. I need more faith. Luke 17, 5, the disciples, they ask, increase our faith. I love Jesus' answer, no. <laughs> Not going to do it. Verse six, I don't know if I gave him verse six or not. Yeah, look at that. The Lord said, If you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. I need more faith. No, you probably should activate the faith you got. What what kind of car do you got? Well, don't be ashamed. She's got a little car. he has got a little itty-bitty car. So she's at the house one day. Car's in the garage. Does it run? Okay. She's trying to figure out why you're so bashful about it. Man, if I had a car you didn't like, I'd sell it. Keith's right there. He'll get you a new one. Okay. She's at the house praying. She's got a Toyota. Noah, Toyota. Okay. She's got one of those in the garage. She begins, to, she begins to sense in her spirit that God wants to prosper her. God wants to prosper you. So she begins to pray that God would prosper her. And again, in her spirit, she senses, get a job. This might be a revealing for some of y'all. Because waiting for God to prosper you, how about you get a job? Give him something to work with, right? And so she's going to get a job. So she begins to pray this way. Okay, God, I know you want to prosper me. I know it's your will that I'm blessed. I know it's your will. So I'm going to get a job. So here's what we're going to do, God. Give me a bigger car. Because if I had a bigger car, it would be easier to get to work. If I had a bigger car, you know, uh, then more things that you're asking me to do could be accomplished. And God's saying, if you drive the Toyota, you could get to work. You don't need a bigger car. You need to use the car you got. Yeah. See, you, you don't need bigger faith. You need to activate the faith you have. Because he, he basically is teaching them even little faith can make big changes. Even, even little faith that's activated can turn things around. So don't be trying to look for bigger faith. How about you use the faith you got and, and activate it? See, grace, grace makes it available. Faith takes it, but it's, it's, it's speaking it that activates it, right? So there's all kinds of things that God wants to give you in your life, and it's by grace But it's by faith. Well, well, then I get to faith, and we start. Well, I'm believing God wants me healed. I'm believing God wants me blessed. I'm believing God wants me promoted. I'm believing God wants to elevate me. Well, then you got to start confessing it, because you got to activate that faith. See, life life is lived in, in in it's on levels and in seasons. On levels and in seasons. You know, there's different seasons in life, and sometimes, sometimes, you know, uh, there, there are things, you know, maybe the bigger car's coming, you, you know, but maybe that's a different season. You know, uh, uh, Becca and Kenny, they, ju- they just had their baby just had the baby. And, and, and and, yeah, it's awesome. Everybody's celebrating. We, we got Nova is, is, you know, on the planet now. I mean, you know, and, and, and getting ready to change the world. And, and, and and they, and they take, they take Nova and, and they put her in, in in the little crib and she's there. And this is a, this is a new season, right? Because guess what, man? The Jacobsons have just brought home a new sound system. Okay. and uh, sleep, that'll be a different season. But right now you're in this one, and, and you, got, you got Nova, but it's not, the, so they're raising a baby, but you know what they don't have in the crib right next to the baby? is like a grandbaby. Different season. See, a lot of times, a lot of times we're trying to, we're trying to activate things, but in the wrong seasons. It ain't time for that. It, it's not the most, and that, that's why you see you got to get you got you got to get yourself to the point where you're not intimidated by the spirit who's supposed to be leading you, but you're in harmony in concert with the spirit. Because because I'm telling you that God and the Holy Spirit know some things about the season you're in that you are totally oblivious to. And it's not that He wants you to go uneducated; it's that. It's there, and he wants to reveal it, but you need the Spirit to bring revelation. And, and the Spirit works the same way that your faith works, because you got to believe in your heart, and then you begin to confess with your mouth. Hello, somebody. Ecclesiastes 3.1. Check it out. For everything, there is a season. For everything, there is a season. There's a time. For every purpose under heaven, there's a time and there's a season. And, and instead of trying to get out of the season you're in, uh, you, know, you know, sometimes the best way to, to, to you know, to, to move forward is to pass the test, right? See, if you pass the test, then comes graduation, but you don't get graduation if you refuse to pass the test. So do I understand that there's a season and there's a time for every, every purpose? Everybody say every purpose, right? Look at verse, drop down to verse 11. In verse 11, he said, he has made everything beautiful in its time. What was horrible back there is awesome here. Why? Because it's beautiful in its time. He's put eternity in our heart, except that no one can find out the work that God does from beginning to end. Man, he's put eternity in our heart. Why would God put eternity in your heart? Because God's not in time. He's in eternity. See, God is not in time. He's in eternity. And uh, at understanding the work that God does from beginning to end, you, you probably aren't going to always get it, but he always has it, right? I, I, I like how it puts it in Isaiah 46. We'll put it up. It says, remember, remember the former things of old. Remember the things that I've done in the past? I'm God. I mean, don't, don't forget... Don't forget everything I've done. I, and, and I just want to say this, and, and I really got to hurry, but, but uh, I, I just want to say this to you, that a lot of times we, we get into a season, we have a moment in time, and we forget that it's God who's brought us here. And we forget everything that he's done in the past, and if you could just remember the, the things of old, it'll kind of create a little hope for you for what's to come. He said, I'm God, and there ain't no other. Don't you be looking for another way out. Don't you be looking for another source uh, to prosper you. Don't you be looking for something to give you strength. I'm God. There is no other. I'm God. And there's none like me. You, 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 you know, maybe you turn to something else right now, but you need to give that up. You need to turn to God. There's none like me. And you know what's awesome about him? Is he stops here, and now he defines how he's different. Look at what he says. Look, look at what he says in verse 11. I declare the end from the beginning, and from ancient times, things that are not yet done. And what I say is happening. Check it out. God said, ain't nobody like me. I go to the end and work my way back. Put it this way. Craig, you ready? I'm going to blow your mind. It's not hard, but we're going to do it. (laughs) If God starts something, he's already done. If God starts something, oh, he's finished. And so a great question you might want to ask yourself, what has God started in me? Man, if he started getting you out of debt, he going to finish that. Has he started restoring something that was broken? Has he... Oh. Has he started... Has he started giving you just a little glimmer of hope? Look at verse... uh 15 in Ecclesiastes, that which is has already been. And that which is to be, already done. And God said, and I even look at the past and hold it accountable to what I sent it forth to do. Oh my God. I'm telling you, God kind of knows what he's doing. And so here we got God who ain't like no, no other force, no other power, no other deity, there ain't nothing like God. And he goes out and he finishes the thing, and then he comes back to where you are and begins to direct you to collide with the thing that he is finished with. 2 Corinthians 1, 9 says, For eye has not seen and ears not heard, neither has it entered the heart of any man, the things which God has prepared for those who love him. God has prepared some things for you, made ready in advance, prepared. There are some things in front of you, waiting on you, that God's going to direct you by his spirit to collide with. See, here's God, ain't nothing like him, ain't nobody like him, he goes to the end and he works his way back, and he prepares things and puts them in front of you, but he don't just leave it sitting there. He's kind of like he's the great hider. He hides it, and I know. I could tell by looking at some of you. It just went tilt. Why would God? Why would God heal or hide stuff? Um, we've already agreed that God likes to reveal things. Well, He doesn't need to reveal things unless they're hidden. The Bible doesn't say seek and you shall find because you don't have to look. See, we Americans, there's a reason we're chunky. (laughs) Robust. Lazy. We want everything easy. We want God to send angels to do the river dance in our driveway to prove He actually wants us to go to work, because He might want to just swing by with a check and bless me. Well, just hang out the house and see how that works. See, Jesus, Jesus, when He, when Jesus, was, the disciples come to Jesus and say, "Hey, when you're talking to the people, how come you always talk in parables?" How come you don't just get real plain laid out like you do for us? And basically, go read it. You know what he said? Because I don't want them to know. Why? Because they're lazy. They don't value what I got. They'll look at it and walk away from it. It's like going to church without taking notes. I'd say write that down, but you can't. Because you have no intention of hearing anything that you need to remember later. Why? Because you're American. And God loves you. And you are the reason I sin at church. Because, see, what you want to do is determine your future when God wants to empower you to discover your future see he he, he he wants to give you the Holy Spirit can I just tell you something being raised in church my whole life traveling with a tent look let me tell you something. let just use common sense. You have a tent, you're going to meet some strange people. Okay. You do tent meetings and spread out sawdust, it's fixing to get crazy in here. Okay. Because it just, it's, like a, it's like a flashing sign. Want to be weird? Join us. Okay. There is a lot of weird things that come into your head when you hear the Holy Spirit. And, but I want you to know something, that there is no power that is more needed in your life than the power of the Holy Spirit. There, there there is there is no personality, entity, or power on the planet today that's more important than the Holy Spirit. And in the Old Testament, it's kind of like the story of God. The New Testament, you know, God introduces Jesus, and it's kind of like the story of Jesus. And at the end of the New Testament, Jesus introduces the, the, the Holy Spirit. And today we're living in the days. Remember in the Bible when they refer to it as the day of the Lord, the day of the Lord. These are the days of the Spirit. And, and, and if the enemy can keep you freaked out and intimidated about, about a power that has the ability to reveal to you the things that, because it, well, well, going back to uh, 1 Corinthians 2, when he said, man, your eye has never seen, your ear has not heard, the, neither has entered the heart of any man, the things that God has hidden for those that love him. But look at verse, uh, look at verse 10, uh, but uh, to 10, God reveals them through his spirit. So without the Holy Spirit, you'll never know the things that God has prepared for those that love him. I, I said without the Holy Spirit. See, please, please understand this. As we, as we take some time in the next couple of weeks and, 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 and reach a little deeper and, 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 and try, to, try to get more of a revealing of the Holy Spirit and how it can operate in your life, please don't picture somebody with a tambourine and streamers on it. And if you're really into streamers, bless your heart, but don't you break it out. It breaks my heart that the world has reduced the movement of the Holy Spirit to a tambourine and a streamer, or to something totally bizarre. And There's people who are suffering who should be walking in victory. Let's just, did I give you more verses in, in... Let's just read, God reveals them to us by the Spirit. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of a man which is in him? And even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. You ain't going to know the things of God without the spirit of God. And we have received, we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God that we might know the things. See, he's bringing the spirit of God so that you might know the things of God that have been freely, but if you don't know the things of God that are freely given to you, then you're living without the things of God that have been freely given to you, even though it's been freely given to you, you ain't got access to it. Why? Because there's one access point to the thing that God has prepared for you. It's the spirit. Did I, did I give you more? Uh, uh, these things we also speak, but not in words which, which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches. So we're supposed to speak things, but in words that we don't understand. How are you going to do that? You're going to need the Spirit. I said, you're going to need the Spirit. I said, you're going to need the Spirit. Why? Because you've got to believe in your heart and you've got to confess with your mouth, but you can't confess it with your mouth with words that man's taught you. You've got to confess it with your mouth the words that the Spirit teaches This is just starting to get funky. Okay, let me put it this way. God has created a world for Sean without Sean's knowledge. And in that world, God has hidden things, not from Sean, but for Sean. And he wants to lead him on a course to collide with the things that he's hidden for Sean in the world that he created Sean for so that Sean could rule and reign and have dominion and demonstrate Satan's defeat every day. So he's going to send the Holy Spirit to Sean to bring revelation. Not so Sean can determine his future, but so that Sean can discover his future see when you discover the prefix "dis" means to pull back or, or, or to press down and so you're pulling back the cover why because it's been hidden well, well well why why did God hide it from him no he didn't hide it from him he hid it for him but it, see it's not just so that he couldn't look ahead and see it but see his enemy can't see it either yeah. why can't the enemy see it because it's been hidden and it's been covered and let me tell you something that hell is not prepared for what God has prepared for you. Yeah. I've got to be careful, I might go Pentecostal on you. Why? Because it, it does something to me, dude, it does something to me. It does something to me to know that God has prepared a world for Fredo without Fredo's knowledge. He didn't talk to him about it. He just God just had a dream about the future and he' went, "Oh, that's where I'm putting him." And he began to shape him and form him and equip him and prepare him. And then he started preparing things for Alfredo, and he put them out in front of him, and he covered them. And he didn't hide it from Fredo, but he hid it for Fredo so that he could send the Spirit to Fredo. The the Spirit could guide Fredo to have a collision with the thing that he had hidden for him in his future. And so that when it was revealed, not only would he be surprised, but so would the enemy, because he's going to have the ability to do things that the enemy isn't prepared for, because hell's not prepared for the thing that God's prepared for Fredo. he did it for girls too. God has a world prepared for Paige. She doesn't understand it yet because God created a world for Paige without her knowledge. And he went ahead in her future. Why? Because he goes to the inn and he works his way back. And he comes back, and he's just so excited because he knows what's in for Paige. And hell can't figure it out, so hell just starts popping up all kinds of crap. And hell tries to get Paige to live in the sense realm. And by the way, a lot of you, when you think of the Holy Spirit, you, you, you actually want to take the Holy Spirit and make it a sensual thing so that you can feel it. I feel the presence. That's, that's nice. This might be a byproduct, but I'm going to tell you something, that you might feel things in the Spirit you, you, you might sense something about the Holy Spirit, but that's called the natural man. And verse 14 says, the natural man doesn't receive the things of the Spirit, for they're foolishness to him, neither can he know them, because they're spiritually discerned. Now, you might get a little goosebump or something like that, but my God, that is not the intent of the Holy Spirit. The intended purpose that the Holy Spirit is, 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 is for is so that he can open your eyes to things that you couldn't see, so you get to places that you couldn't go, so that you touch stuff that you couldn't reach, so that you could accomplish things that you couldn't even start. Because in order for Paige to get the world that God's created for her, she needs the Spirit to guide her to where the things that He's prepared have been hidden so that He can reveal them, so that she can discover the future that God's created for her for. Because she needs to discover it because hell's not prepared for what God has prepared for Paige. I'll tell you a little story. My dad several years ago was doing Bible studies up and down the I5 corridor. And he he found a place in Cottage Grove, Oregon It was a hair salon I remember the sign It said, we curl up and die for you (laughs) Swear to God In one of those Bible studies There was a young man there That got radically saved And he got on fire for God And he began to believe that God had a plan for his life And he began to seek God for that plan he, he began to pray and he would pray at work and he would just pray very quietly in the spirit. He'd pray, he'd pray very quietly in the spirit. and, and he worked for a printing company and he, and as things would come off the press, he, he, had had, he, he, was, he was trying to trying to help somebody grow their business and, and they'd, they'd, they were getting you know they're pressing the envelope and, and it was really frustrating because it, you know as things came off the press they had to wait a certain amount of time because if you moved it too soon the, the ink would smear and then you have to start the whole job over. And he, was in, and he was just praying, and, and, and one day he had an idea, and, and he, was, he was just praying in the Spirit, and he had this idea, and he thought, well, man, I've been asking God to show me the keys to my future, and so maybe this is it. And so he started tinkering with some stuff, and, and he put this gizmo on the printer, and, 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 and when things came out the press, the ink would be dried instantly. And he thought, man, that thing's cool. So, so he started telling other printing companies about it, and they said, that thing is radical. You, well, you need to you need to make a few of those. So he made a few of those, and they tried them on different presses, and it worked all over the place. And so he 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 developed a company, and they started making these things to sell to printing companies. And and, and one day he got he got a pretty big order, and so he he had to he you know he had to. Pull everything he could and get all the resources and the manpower, and and they made as many as the order was, and they shipped them off to where that company was at. And man, and he's like, man, we are on our way. This is going to be awesome. And 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 then one day they got a phone call from the owner of the company that they sold the largest order to, and he said, hey, these things are really neat looking, but they don't work. And he said, what do you mean they don't work? And he said, well, stuff's coming off the press, and the ink's just as wet as it was before. It doesn't work. And he said, you know what? I'm sure that's just something little. I'll get a tech on a plane to fly out there and get it fixed. And he goes, I don't want a tech on a plane. I want the creator of the thing to come fix the thing. he sold me. And he said, you want what? And he says, yeah, I want you. And so, so Russ got on a plane and he flew there and 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 he he had to pray in the Spirit even more because he had created a thing that did a special thing, but he didn't know how the thing worked. He had no understanding of how the thing worked. So he's just praying, oh my God, what am I going to do? And he's on the plane and he's praying and suddenly he don't care if the person in the chair next to him hears him or not. He's praying in the Spirit. And all he could get was Get a flathead screwdriver. So he got there, and they walked him into where the problem was at, and the owner of the company and a bunch of people are standing there, and he said, this thing doesn't work. And they have taken the, the panel off, and he said, do you have a flathead screwdriver? And they went and got a flathead screwdriver, and they handed it to him. And all, he said, the only thing that came to me, he said, I'm telling you, man, it was the spirit. He said, turn that head of that screw one quarter of a turn clockwise. So he stuck the flathead screwdriver in, and he turned it one quarter of a turn. And he pulled it out and said, put the cover back on, it'll work. They put the cover back on, fired it up, and the thing worked. Thank you. See you later. And he got on a plane and went home. He grew his business. He sold it for millions and millions and millions of dollars. He, 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 his success was crazy. He, he, he bought a Greyhound bus and converted it and gave it to my dad. He bought my dad a house in Bozeman, Montana. This guy had to sell his business because he was afraid somebody would ask him, how do these things work? <laughs> you might be thinking, man, that Holy Spirit stuff's too weird for me. I don't know. I could handle a few million. I was sitting on a patio one time praying in the spirit. It was in January. Sitting on a patio praying. In the spirit, I'm believing in my heart for a patio just like that one. I'm just praying in the spirit. God, I'm just this is the thought that's going through my mind. Give us a patio like that. And I heard God say, Don't ask me for the patio, ask me for the building. And you're sitting in the building today that we couldn't afford. That it was impossible for us to be here. How'd we get there? by being really weird I broke out of tambourine had a big long streamers in it I circled the building 14 times angels came down from on high and I heard a voice saying to me ha this is the Lord God the Almighty. no way I was sitting on the patio drinking coffee praying in the spirit somebody gives you some weird stuff just oh, bless your heart sometimes when people get to talking about the spirit I have to pray in the spirit so I don't choke them out for Jesus You know what God wants to do? Reveal. He wants the opportunity when you're sitting at the desk and there's uncertainty in the air and you want to, you want to protect your customer, but honor your employer. He wants the opportunity to by a spirit say, do this and watch you help a customer win and strengthen your company. He wants the opportunity to direct you in a moment of chaos to have a different thought and a different word that brings peace to the storm. He wants to reveal that if you just stop that I know you love doing it but if you'd stop it you'd actually have freedom and increase he wants to make your life better don't run from him run to him Jesus said I know I'm over I'm sorry that's not what Jesus said that's what I said Jesus never one time said, I know I've gone over, bear with me. Jesus said, it's expedient for you that I go away. Because unless I go, the comforter, the counselor, the strengthener, the guide, the one who created the word can't come and be in you. It's to your advantage. It's to your advantage. Let him reveal for you. I want you to bow your head and close your eyes for just a moment. There are people in this room right now, and don't act like you're not here because it's already been revealed. And I know in my spirit that you're here. And the first step for you today is to get your heart right with God. It's to admit that, God, I actually need you in my life, that I've tried to play your role. I've tried to be the one that makes decisions. I've tried to be the one that brings direction. And I, I, I've I, lived to determine my own path instead of discover the path that you have created me for. So today, we're all going to pray a prayer together. And if you're here in this room, we're not going to call you out. and won't ask you to stand. If you're here in this room today and and you recognize that, man, I I need to get real with God. I need God to be real with me, and I I need to bring my life and surrender it to Jesus. I need to believe in my heart that Jesus, he is the Christ, and confess with my mouth so I can be saved. That's what I need today. We're all going to pray it together, but if that's you today, and you say, Tom, uh, man, uh, I'm making this prayer my prayer. If that's you, I just want to agree with you. Just hold your hand up really high. Because we're going to pray that prayer together. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. It's awesome. It's awesome. want everybody in this place just pray this. Just say, Dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I know I need your love. I know I need your acceptance. I know I need your forgiveness. So come into my heart. Change me. Change me from the inside out. I choose to live for you. I choose to make you king. Jesus, you are Lord of my life. Now give me vision. Give me insight. Give me strength. I'm going to live for you starting today. Every day of the rest of my life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Keep your head, head bowed for just a minute. I just want to pray for everybody. Holy Spirit. We don't want to be a people that just sing about you. We want to be a people who are led by you. Mm. Yes, Lord. Look at me for just a minute. I've got to tell you what, I just heard my spirit. See, if you'll be led by the Spirit, you won't need to look to me as your leader which is why so many people don't want to tell you about the Holy Spirit. He'll be able to lead you. He'll be able to guide you. He'll be able to teach you. Now, be honest, the first thought that runs through my mind is well, what will I do? <laughs> we'll partner with Him. and we'll accomplish things that our eyes haven't seen, our ears haven't heard, and things that have never even crossed our mind. Because not only for you as a person, but for us as a body, he has hidden things in our future. Not so that we could discover or, or determine it, but so that we could together discover it. You know, who's, who's good with science? What do they call that? It's the table of say it again yeah the elementary thing right it's got all those 92 elements everything in the world is made of everything everything yet you'll be hard pressed to find something that, on that table that you could use by itself matter of fact without salt you'll die but it's sodium chloride, right? Two elements that on their own will kill you. But without them together, you die. Water, H2O. God, why wouldn't you just make water a basic element? Because the things become more valuable and more powerful when they're combined together. When you and I embrace this power of the Holy Spirit together, you know, I know we say together we're better. But if you and I join with the, with, with the power of the Holy Spirit in us, do you understand how powerful and how valuable we become to heaven itself? Father, let the Spirit of God, let, let the Spirit of God fill us, drench us, soak us, guide us, Keep us. (laughs) Todd, give me that. Give me a water. I know I'm supposed to close, but if we're going to be led by the Spirit, I have to do what He tells me to do. I thought I got the Holy Spirit when I got saved. You did. He's on the inside. Like when I drank the water, and I became a carrier of water. I'm a water carrier for the next three minutes. And then I'm going to, you know, you get it. (laughs) Fill yourself with water. You're a water carrier. Jump into an ocean. The water carries you. You have the spirit inside. Great. You carry the spirit. Jump into the spirit, and now the spirit can carry you and you'll soak. You'll be saturated. You'll be under the pressure of the Holy Spirit. And it'll take you to the place where the thing is located that's been hidden for the world that you were created to live.